0: Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FaithFM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we've got Peter Watts joining us again in the studio. Welcome Peter.
1: Thank you Jason, great to be here. Good morning. morning everyone good
0: morning to you and good morning to our listeners and uh, we've already had a text message in from naomi saying it's her birthday today well happy birthday naomi happy birthday naomi it's great to have you joining us today again now peter you've uh well last week you were back here live but before that uh you were away and you attended your son's wedding and you've got some relatives visiting what have you been up to have you been doing anything with them
1: well, we do, we, we like to try and get around a little bit. Um, we, yes, my mother and brother are uh, here, um, with me, um, in, uh, Tasmania. They're, they're over from the UK. Of course, they came over for uh, my son's wedding a few weeks ago. And, um, uh, yeah, we went down to Port Arthur recently, which, uh, of course, if anybody knows, Tasmania is a major tourist attraction. It was a, a convict, a part of the convict colony, and, um, it was, uh, the place where they sent the, um, repeat offenders so it was for the worst criminals mm. and uh, they had all sorts of industries uh, operating there back in the uh, 19th century and uh, of course today it's a, a major tourist attraction of Tasmania. Uh, we also went to Bruny Island for a few uh, um, yeah, a few days ago I should say and uh, Bruny Island's a great place to visit. It's a beautiful place I, I, I think it was the only the second time I've been there mm. and uh, I think we saw more of it uh, in this visit than I did the last time, so um, yeah, I'm keen to go back there. But um, also went to Russell Falls on on Sunday, so um, been around a bit, having a look at some of the beautiful places that you know in Tasmania. Every place you go to, Jason, I think you can find beauty and you can find uh, something to praise the Lord about. So certainly we've been uh, looking at some of the beautiful natural world of Tasmania.
0: Is this the first time your mum and and brother, that's who are here? So, yeah. Have they been to Tassie before?
1: My mother had had been here about 20 years ago uh, when my my mum and dad came out, when dad was still alive. And so um, mum had been out and seen some of these places, I think, before about 20 years ago. My brother had never been to Tasmania, so it's nice for him to come and see another part of the world. Mm.
0: And there are some parts of Tasmania that I guess are a little bit like the UK. So...
1: Well, maybe, that's right. Maybe they feel I think the weather here is more like England than <laughs> yeah. anywhere else in, in Australia, probably.
0: Yeah. Uh, Peter, we're finishing up our series, Daniel and the God of Wisdom, today. This is our last episode in this series. Mm. But uh, do you want to just give us a, a bit of a recap of where we've come from?
1: Absolutely. So um, the book of Daniel is one of my favorite books of the Bible. It was the book of the Bible that helped me to believe that the Bible was inspired Uh, by God and so um, we've been studying it chapter by chapter Um, we are now at the conclusion we're going to look at chapter 12 today but as we mentioned last week chapters 10 11 and 12 are really all one passage they're all one experience that Daniel had and he wrote it out and uh, there's so much information in there that we've actually split that up into about four episodes here on radio so um, today we're going to be looking at chapter twelve, and so if you're tuning in for the first time today, you may want to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes to see where how did we land here?
0: I think that's absolutely important. The book of Daniel builds on top of each other, particularly from uh, Daniel seven onwards, mm. and even earlier Daniel two, isn't it? Where the the first vision of yeah. the statue.
1: There, there are prophecies in the Bible, in in the book of Daniel, that uh, yeah give you. It starts out with some simple. Yeah, you know, information, and then there is more complex uh, information layered upon that.
0: So, um, sorry,
1: go ahead. No, oh. I was going to say when we get to chapter da- uh, twelve of Daniel. In fact, really, the first four verses belong to the vision of chapter eleven. Mm. So, uh, you know, when we come to the Bible, we're very glad that there are chapter and verse divisions. It helps us to find our way through the Bible. But those chapter and verse div- uh, divisions are not divinely inspired. They were put in much later. Um, and, uh, like I say, they help us to navigate, but sometimes the chapter breaks and verse breaks uh, are not always ideal because um, sometimes, you know, we, we put it in a place that, that doesn't make as much sense in the, the, the great scheme of things.
0: So go back and have a listen to the previous episodes on the website, that's faithfm.com.au. You can download the app from our App Store. That's the uh, the Google App Store or the Apple App Store. The, our app is called Faith FM Australia. You can also listen to all of our series on the TuneIn Radio app. If uh, that is something that you use, just search for Tassie Encounters or you can search for Faith FM Australia there as well. Um, So, Peter, today, Daniel 12, um, Mm. I think we should make a start.
1: I think we should. So let's just read verse 1 to begin with. There's a lot of material in in all of these verses, but let's look at verse 1.
0: And, of course, you said that this really is uh, finishing up uh, Daniel 11, really. Yeah, Mm. yeah. I think we mentioned that last week as well. So this is Daniel 12, chapter uh, 1. Sorry, (laughs) verse 1 to 4, and uh, we'll just read verse 1, but this is in the New King James Version that we're reading from. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered Everyone who is found written in the book.
1: All right. So here we have uh, Michael, this character that we have noted before in Daniel chapter 10. Uh, He's going to stand up. He's the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. A time of trouble. And I love that line that says that time your people shall be delivered. And Michael is the deliverer. Mm. And uh, we've said before uh, that we we talked back in uh, chapter 10 that Michael we believe to be Christ himself, because uh, Michael means who is like God, and uh, when you look at uh, the information given to us um, in Daniel ten daniel twelve revelation twelve jude one nine um, and first thessalonians four sixteen where it talks about that the Lord himself shall descend with the voice of an archangel. And so a lot of people get caught up on the idea of, um, Michael, the archangel, which is mentioned in Jude, verse nine. Um, and they say, oh, well, no, Michael's an archangel. He can't be Jesus because Jesus is not an angel. Mm. Well, archangel simply means chief of the angel, chief of the messengers, the chief messenger. Mm. And, uh, Jesus is the chief messenger in so many ways. So, um, another uh, verse that we talked about was Daniel ten thirteen, which he says, Michael, one of the chief princes. But that can also be translated as Michael, first of the chief princes. And so um, that would make more sense. Mm. And so um, we believe that Michael is none other than Christ himself. Uh, and it says, Michael shall stand up, that great uh, prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And during this time of trouble, he's going to deliver uh, his people. Now, interesting, what are they delivered from? If you go back to Daniel 11, verse 44, we noted that there is a power arising, the king of the north, who is going out to annihilate many. Mm. Right, That's his, de- his his desire. You can see uh, that happening in the book of Revelation 2, where there is a, a death decree, a, a decree to kill anyone who refuses to worship the image of the beast. And so uh, what you have here is, and this is not um unique Throughout the Bible, you have the devil inspiring powers to try to destroy God's people. Mm. Um, And so this is what uh, is attempted at the end, but Michael stands up and he's the one who delivers. And the
0: last uh, line that says, everyone who is found written in the book, Mm. these are the people who will be delivered. And and that's very similar wording to what we find in Revelation as well. Absolutely.
1: We talk about the book of life. That's Mm. the book that we really want to be in, the Lamb's book of life. Mm. Um, And that is basically saying those who have said, I don't trust in myself. I don't trust in the government. I'm not going to trust in the church powers. I'm going to be trusting in Jesus Christ, hmm. the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We've, we've put our faith and trust in Him. We're going to follow Him wherever He leads. And, uh, our books, our names will be found written in the book of life and uh, we will be delivered. So there's something great hope here. Here is, here is the climax, if you like.
0: Yeah. This, this next, um, verse, uh, Really, And we'll keep going right now. Yeah, let's read 2 and 3. It says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. This is certainly uh, talking about the second coming of the, the, Mm. the... where people will be resurrected. Some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn... Sorry. And those who turn many to righteousness... Like stars forever and ever.
1: All right. So here we have uh, the resurrection. So Michael stands up. There's a time of trouble. The people are delivered. There's going to be a resurrection. Um, and then you've got those who are wise shining like the stars. So this, this is uh, clearly people receiving their new bodies either at, at the resurrection or we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet them in the air. We read that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Mm. Um, and that we will be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye that 's first Corinthians fifteen where it 's talking about the fact that we 're going to receive glorified bodies so this is this is uh, the great uh, second coming it 's the end of the uh, the matter its it 's the conclusion it 's where God steps in to deliver his people from a time of trouble such as never was, uh, and then in verse four. We have some, an interesting line which I'd like you to read before we uh, conclude this particular passage.
0: It says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase.
1: All right, this is a fascinating line. So after giving the vision and Daniel describing it, then uh The angel is instructing Daniel to shut up the words and seal the book. Now, this is the only book of the Bible that's ever shut up and sealed. Mm. Okay, God wants us to read the Bible. Why would he shut it up and seal it? And uh, he's basically saying this is sealed until a specific time. And in fact, when you look at the wording and we look at some of the phraseology in Daniel chapter 8, it's actually that part that is sealed that, that part of the vision that he didn't understand, in fact, the 2,300 days mm. uh, and when that would end. Mm. And that is sealed up until the time of the end. Mm. Now, people are saying, well, when is the time of the end? We're going to talk about that after the break. We've
0: got a question for you today, which is really giving you an opportunity to ask us some questions. So do you have any questions about the book of Daniel that we haven't talked about? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in any questions that you've got. Maybe there's something that's still a little bit confusing to you. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Shine On Us by Craig and Dean Phillips. Counters on Faith of M, and this morning we're talking with Peter Watts, we're finishing up the series, God uh, and, sorry, Daniel and the God of Wisdom. <laughs> God uh,
1: and, and the Wisdom of Daniel, but I, I think it's more like uh, Daniel and the, the God of Wisdom.
0: That's it, Daniel and the God of Wisdom, and we're on Daniel chapter 12 today, and we asked you a question, do you have any questions about the book of Daniel that we haven't talked about? Uh, perhaps there 's something we haven 't explained clearly we 'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one peter we just got to daniel chapter uh, chapter twelve verse four mm. uh, where we were talking about how the book of Daniel was to be shut up and in essence sealed up yeah. until the end of time. But when is that end of time that it's referring to?
1: Well, first of all, I want to distinguish between the time of the end and the end of time. Mm -hmm. So the time of the end is a period that leads up to the end of time. The end of time is the end. And so it talks about the time of the end. And Mm. it says, Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. And the primary uh, understanding of this passage is that many would run to and fro in the prophecies of Daniel, and Mm. knowledge about them would increase at the time of the end. Now, we haven't determined at this point when the time of the end is, but we're going to find that out in a moment. Um, but also, it's interesting to note that, uh, we mentioned before, this is the first time a book of the Bible is sealed. And then you come to the book of Revelation, and in chapter 10 of the book of Revelation, there is um, a being there that has open in his hand a book. And it says the book, the little book that was opened. And the, the sealed book that is Daniel is opened in the book of Revelation Mm. and it reveals, um, you know, the fact that these two books go together and uh, some of the uh, answers to the questions that the book of Daniel poses are found in the book of Revelation. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit later about principles of prophetic interpretation because um, both these books are heavily, heavily uh, given in symbols and Mm. so forth. And we'll talk about that a little later, but um, yeah. So sealed until the time of the end, uh, and so then we come to verses five to seven, which I will get you to read now, Jason. Then I
0: Daniel looked, and there stood two others, one on this river bank and the other on that river bank.
1: Now you might be asking which river? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's back in the um, verse four of chapter ten. It's the River Tigris that he's by as he has this vision.
0: And one said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river. How long shall the fulfilment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives for ever, that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished.
1: All right. So this man clothed in linen, it's interesting. It says um, he was above the waters of the river. He held up his right hand. um, And his left hand. And his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever. If you look at that phrase and you look at uh, Revelation chapter 10, you have the same character there. And he's the one who's got the book open in his hand. Mm -hmm. And so this is why there's a link between uh, Daniel and Revelation in this particular uh, prophecy. In the Daniel uh, Revelation. Sorry, in the Revelation prophecy, in da- uh, chapter ten, uh, it speaks about this message. Uh, this book is given to John to to eat, and it was sweet in his mouth and bitter in his stomach. And uh, this uh, really describes the the experience of the people um, in the early Advent movement, uh, which I think we talked a little bit about um, in Daniel chapter eight when we were talking about the conclusion of the twenty three hundred days prophecy, but. Uh, here he is, um, and it says, It shall be for a time, times and a half a time.
0: And that's that same period that we hear over and over again.
1: Mm. So we've read this before in Daniel chapter 7. And uh, like I said, we have this principle of repeat and enlarge. Mm. So we're repeating certain things that we've read before, and we're enlarging upon them. And that time, times and a half a time from Daniel chapter 7, we noted was the period of papal supremacy that goes from 538 A.D., through to 1798 AD. And, uh, it's interesting where it says, and when the p- power of the holy people has com- been completely shattered. So this, um, power had a stranglehold on the world, and, uh, it was, um, it was when that power was broken that it, it gave uh, a little more freedom to those who wanted to, uh, believe and practice according to their conscience to be able to express their faith. And, um, so, that period, the time times and a half a time, uh, comes to seventeen ninety eight, as we've we've looked at before in Daniel seven, and so we conclude that the time of the end begins in seventeen ninety eight. It's that period that uh, this is, we're living right now in the time of the end. We're living in the time when Jesus is in heaven ministering on our behalf, um, and soon He shall return, and uh, we will see the the. Uh, The verses that uh, we read, verses 1 to 4, come to pass.
0: Naomi's uh, texted in a question here, Peter, that you might want to address because it's relevant to what we were just talking about here. Mm. Uh, It says, uh, Naomi's asked, can you talk about how that many shall run
1: to and fro and the increase of knowledge? Sure. Um, So I mentioned that primarily when you read in context, primarily this is referring to people running to and fro in the book of Daniel and knowledge about those prophecies being increased at the time of the end, and certainly that is true. Um, If you look at uh, the works in in the Christian faith, uh, the works that were published on the books of Daniel and Revelation before 1798, And then you look at the works that were published on the books of Daniel and Revelation after 1798, there's an explosion in uh, people writing and thinking and talking about those subjects because they saw that 1798 was a fulfillment of prophecy. Um, And then, of course, there's, you know, secondarily, in the last 200 years, since 1798, it would be, um, we would have to be blind not to see the uh, extent to which... Human beings have been travelling to and fro on the Earth uh, since that time. We've literally gone from horseback to the Moon, pretty much in that period of time. Um, so certainly, men running to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Uh, it's believed that you know knowledge uh, increases. Uh, I think every twelve hours now, or something that they they estimated with the um, the rollout of the internet, where uh, I can glean knowledge from somebody on the other side of the world and then build upon mm. that and so forth. And mm. so um, certainly we would see that that has also come to pass. Um, but primarily it's about the prophecies of Daniel and certainly we've uh, knowledge about those has increased.
0: We've got another question here. We might uh, look at that during the break and come and answer that immediately after the break uh, from somebody uh, listening over in the United States. So. Uh, Okay. We'll, we'll have a look at that during the break. All right. Now, before we go to the break, though, is there more that we want to say about these few verses that we've been studying?
1: Well, I just think that um, this, this person clothed in linen obviously has an important message. Daniel's wanting to know more. And, uh, you know, he's saying that uh, it's going to be for the time, times and a half a time. So this time of the end is an important section because... If we remember when we looked at Daniel chapter 11, verses 40 to 45, it says, and at the time of the end. Mm. So that helps us to understand the time period of that, that end time power where you've got the king of the south pushing against the king of the north. We'd identified that as uh, papal-led uh, you know, uh, Christianity uh, versus uh, the atheistic secular powers. And um, we can see how uh, the king of the north prevails in that. I think we're still in that um, situation. You know, that has not been fully completed. But ultimately, it it ends with um, that attempt to annihilate many. And that's when Jesus stands up or Michael stands up and uh, delivers his people. So Mm. uh, this is an exciting passage. We're going to be looking at the rest of the verses in Daniel 12 in a moment after the break. We might go to that break.
0: We will do that. Now. Um, but just uh, before we do, we've got a book offer coming up. Uh, this is a book that we have offered before. It's called Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple. Um, after the break, we'll tell you more about that. But if you've still got any questions about the book of Daniel that we haven't talked about, text us in on 0488 80891 This is Power to Redeem by Lauren Daigle.
2: i hey.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist
0: World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Peter Watts, finishing up the series Daniel and the God of Wisdom. We've been uh, studying Daniel chapter 12, which is the last chapter in Daniel, so that's why we're finishing up today. Now, earlier we had a few questions come in and uh, one of them was... um, Talking about Daniel and or the, the book of Daniel and whether or not it speaks of Satan impersonating Jesus, mm. what do you have to say to that, Peter?
1: Uh, well, I, I'm not aware of um, Satan specifically coming out and impersonating Jesus in the book of Daniel. So um, we do see, um, we, we know from other scriptures like Isaiah that uh, Satan often uh, he is hidden behind a disguise, and he works behind power. So he mm. works behind the king of Babylon, for instance. He's compared to the king of Babylon in the book of Isaiah. So we know he and worked... The, the prince of Persia is mentioned. The prince of Persia is mentioned in Daniel, and, and that was obviously resisting... Uh, Michael and the angel mm. and so forth, so resisting the forces of God. Therefore, it can only be coming from one power, mm. and so we can see him at work behind those powers. But in terms of impersonating Christ, there are other passages. The Bible talks about um, in Second Corinthians eleven thirteen to fifteen. It talks about Satan. Um, He appears as an angel of light, and so he he can still um, have that dazzling appearance. We also see in Matthew 24, verse 5, it says that many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. Mm. And, you know, when we've talked before about signs of the times, we've talked about the various people who have claimed to be the second coming of Christ. And, you know, most people don't take them seriously. They're, you know, human beings, ordinary, flawed human beings. However, some people do. Um, but it, if we know that human beings can pretend to be the second coming of Christ, it would, you know, we would not, we should not be surprised that the devil mm-hmm. would attempt to do that and come in power and glory and try and impersonate Christ.
0: Well, we know that in uh, Revelation, if you study, I think it's in Revelation twelve thirteen area, that uh, the the last or the, that power who wants to be worshipped will also. Uh, do miracles and people will m- marvel at the, uh, yeah. the wonders that the beast will do and exactly. so we know that that is ultimately impersonating God or Jesus
1: yeah. mm. and I, when, I mean the, the name of the game at the end mm. is deception mm. and so the devil is seeking to deceive people away from worshipping God and from, you know, to, to distracting them to worshipping other things. And um, even in the uh, seven last plagues in Revelation sixteen thirteen, it says, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, the mouth of the beast and the mouth of the false prophet. Now, the dragon there is Satan himself. And it says, um, for they are spirits of demons performing signs who go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. So, they, you know, they're, they're wanting to deceive and um, certainly I believe that Satan will seek to impersonate Christ. But I don't see that specifically in Daniel. I see him working more behind the scenes.
0: Now, we've also had a question, uh, what are some other books you'd highly recommend we read, particularly to help understand and digest the book of Daniel? We were saying that uh, The Great Controversy would be mm. a fantastic book to yeah. get if you haven't gotten that.
1: I, I would say in terms of I, The Great Controversy, is the best book I know on Christian history uh, that takes us from the time of Christ on mm. the Mount of Olives, all the way through, uh, to many of the time prophecies that we've discussed from the book of Daniel, all the way up to our present time and all the way into the new heavens and the new earth. Yeah. So it's a fantastic book that gives a great overview of, of the history and how we got where we are today and why things are the way they are today. And also, uh, some of the, uh, events that are just yet future. Um, and it covers a lot of these prophetic periods, so I would recommend the book, *The Great Controversy*, as well as obviously many of the books that we have been—we've
0: been offering many offering books free on offers programs. through this series. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So we've got to cover Daniel eight, uh, Daniel twelve, verse eight to thirteen mm. uh, before we finish today. So I think we should get back into that. Well,
1: let's have you. Uh, I tell you what—if um, you can read eight to ten, and I will read eleven to thirteen, and then we will unpick it a little bit.
0: Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand.
1: Verse 11, And from that time, Uh, From from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be one thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the one thousand three hundred and thirty five days. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of days, at the end of the days. All right. So uh, a lot of things in here. Daniel says in verse eight, my Lord. Uh, He didn't understand, first of all, and that perhaps is not surprising because the angel had said the words are sealed and shut up until the time of the end. And clearly Daniel didn't live at the time of the end. He's seen a vision about the time of the end, but he doesn't live at the time of the end. Mm. And we've already identified the time of the end beginning in 1798 at the end of papal supremacy. Um, And he talks about many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly. Uh, but the wise shall understand, this is why we 've talked about Daniel and the God of wisdom, uh, because the why wisdom comes from God ultimately, and so um that 's why the the wise shall understand because they are connected to God and his word, and then it talks about the time of the daily sacrifice and the abomination of desolation now that that sounds familiar yes from previous yes chapters. so so again, this is the period that we 've talked about the pe- period of papal supremacy we see uh the the daily sacrifices mentioned in um Daniel chapter 8 before in relation to this power and it's interesting because it says there shall be 1290 90. days mm. now we have spoken about the period of 1260 days and we've spoken about the fact that this represents uh 1260 literal years from 538 to 1798 BC, uh, ad um and this uh the 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 Time, times and a half a time, the 1260 days, the 42 months is mentioned seven times in Scripture, twice in the book of Daniel, five times in the book of Revelation. And it's expressed three different times, but always in symbolic language. And so that is an important uh, passage of time. Here in verse um, 12, no, 11, in verse 11, when it mentions the 12, uh, 1290 days, this is 30 days longer. So how do we understand this? Well, it would appear that the 1290 days and the 1260 days end at the same time period because they both end at the time of the end. Mm. Um, And therefore, if 30 years are added to the beginning of the 1260 uh, prophecy, we arrive at 508 AD. Now, the question would be, did anything significant happen then? Um, What we find is Clovis, king of the Franks, becomes Catholic and combines church and state in France, thus reinforcing the political status of the papacy and laying the foundation for papal supremacy across Europe. So really, uh, Clovis of the Franks, he uh, establishes Catholic rule in France at that time. And if you think about papal supremacy, what it was, it was about combining church and state or religion and politics and using the state to enforce religious belief mm. um, and of course you know people might, might wonder about that we don't live in that circumstance we've never lived in that circumstance in free australia mm. but if you want to think about what that might look like you think about places like afghanistan today um, pakistan uh, saudi arabia where the laws of the nation are also the laws of the religion mm. and you have to abide by the state uh, imposed religion otherwise you're going to find yourself in trouble there's not
0: not too many good examples of of uh, how that you know has delivered positive things <laughs>
1: well we we believe very firmly in freedom of conscience mm. liberty of conscience mm. that we are uh, people everywhere should be able to believe what they want to believe. If you want to believe as a Roman Catholic, you should be able to do that. If you want to believe as a Muslim, you should be able to do that. If you want to believe as a Christian, as a Bible-believing Christian, you should be allowed to do that.
0: And we also believe that God is not a God of force in terms of forcing us to believe in a certain uh, way or a Absolutely. certain Absolutely. Uh, for any
1: forced religion, um, I mean, if I've got to force you to do or to to believe what I want you to believe, you're not believing it. There's it's,
0: something not right about that. Yeah,
1: there's nothing. Yeah, that's right. I'm imposing my belief on you, hmm. and so we believe in. I believe in the God of freedom. Hmm. I, I love my favourite verse in the Bible is John eight thirty two, and the truth shall make you. You will know the truth. The truth shall make you free, hmm. and I uh, really believe that. So that's where we believe the twelve ninety comes in, and then we go to verse twelve. We've
0: got another. Time Another period time here, period. 1335 days.
1: Yeah. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1335 days. Now, I want you to notice something here. First of all, the 1290 and the 1335 are both in, you know, very close proximity. They're mm. both at the very end of the book of Daniel. They're only mentioned once. Mm. We mentioned the 1260 prophecy in different ways is mentioned seven different times. It's important. God clearly wants us to understand that. Mm. It's not that he doesn't want us to understand this. It's simply that we don't want to put more emphasis on those time periods than the Bible does. And the Bible mentions them only once. And we would say that the 1290, as we've said before, would begin in 508 with Clovis of the Franks establishing Catholic rule over France. Um, And then so you have church and state together. And then the 1335 years or days would extend from 508 to 1843. Now what happened in 1843? So we would say this period extends to the reign um from the reign of uh, Clovis down to 1843, which was a significant date in the Great Advent movement. This was the period of time when William Miller and the early Adventists were uh, proclaiming the fact that Jesus was going to return. The second coming of Christ, which would be, had been a, a subject that had been much neglected in Christian uh, faith, but is a, a major focus of the New Testament. Um, that, 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 that movement um, was saying that Jesus was coming back in 1843. Hmm. Now they altered their position when they came to 1844. Um, and in line with the 2300 days that we find in Daniel chapter 814. However, 1843 was a significant date in the early Advent movement and the proclamation of the fact that Jesus was going to return um, and that that whole movement. So, eighty forty three was the initial date set by the Adventist believers for the end of the 2,300-day prophecy, and a date on which they expected to see the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually say that anything's going to really happen on that date. If you look at verse it, 12,
0: it just says, it blessed, sim- is simply said, yeah, yep. "Blessed is he who waits." Yeah,
1: blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. And when you read testimony of those people who lived at that time. They talk about what a wonderful experience it was to be a part of that early Advent movement.
0: Mm. We've got to go to a break. Our book offer today, Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple, personal and small group study guide. This is by Seth Pierce. If you've ever found Bible prophecy difficult to understand, Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple is a perfect book for you. Using interesting illustrations and thoughtful questions, author Seth Pierce will make the symbolism clear, clarify the unfamiliar terms and explain what the prophecies meant for the prophet Daniel and what they have to say to us today. So the code right after the break. This is Psalm 19 by Jess Ray.
3: Purify my heart May every word Every thought, every motive, every intention be pleasing in your sight, oh God. For your voice refreshes my soul, brings joy to my heart, and light to my eyes, your words more. Precious than gold Sweeter joy to me.
0: to Tasian Counters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program today with Peter Watts and we've been studying Daniel chapter 12 and this is our last episode in the series Daniel and the God of Wisdom now before the break we talked about our book giveaway today, this is a book that we have given away before and it's called um, Prophecies of Daniel Made Simple the code for today is Daniel number 2, no spaces and the digit number 2, so Daniel 2 Text that in to 488 to claim this. If you've not claimed this book before, then text that in. If you have claimed it before, you won't be able to claim it again, unfortunately. So there is a limit of one per person, so do text in Daniel 2 to 488 880 Now, Peter, we've got uh, verse 13. We haven't really finished off, so what would you like to say about that one?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to mention the fact that um, this last last verse of the book of Daniel uh, gives Daniel hope and he gives us all hope because it says, uh, but you, Daniel, go your way till the end for you shall rest. So this is fascinating because it's saying he's going to rest until the end. Mm. And uh, this this feeds into uh, another biblical belief, which is that when you die, you go to rest. You Mm. you sleep until the resurrection at the end of the world. And he says, um, you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of days. So he's going to arise at the end of days. So mm. this is an important um, teaching that the Bible teaches, that when we die, we don't go straight to heaven, we don't go straight to hell, we go to sleep mm. uh, until the resurrection at the last days. But that promise that he will arise and that he has an inheritance, that is a promise that we can all cling to too, that there is life beyond this life, um, and God will bring that to pass. Mm. We might um, just briefly have a look at some of the lessons from this chapter uh, that we've read through Daniel chapter 12. And uh, one of the things I I noted was troublesome times are ahead, but we must remain faithful. We're going to need God in the years that lie ahead. We, We look at the world now and it's in, you know, a lot of trouble. If we look back over the last five years, it's been in a lot of trouble. Um, and the Bible tells us it's during that time of trouble, such as never was, that Michael stands up and delivers his people. So now is the time to continue to grow our faith. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I would encourage people to uh, increase their connection uh, to to God through His word and through prayer and through sharing with others. Um, The second point I wanted to make is now is the time to be engaged in mission. The Bible talks about those who turn many to righteousness. And uh, it's yes, it's about me connecting with God. But then what am I going to do with that? Uh, There are people who don't know the things that we've been talking about. There are people who are not sure does God exist or does he not? Um, They're not sure if there's any hope. They're not sure if anything's certain. Right. And the Bible gives us all of those things. And so God is God is talking to us through the messages of the Bible to say, yes, there is certainty. There is truth. There is hope. um, And there is a way in which we can prepare for what is to come and prepare for the afterlife. And and, uh, you know, somebody once said to me in terms of sharing the faith, love them till they ask why. You know, this is what we want to do. We want to share the messages of the God of love. Another point from this chapter, God knows his people and will ultimately deliver them. Mm. God knows who his sheep are, and uh, we want to be one of his people. Their we name, want to be in that book of their life. Their names will be written in the book. That's right. <laughs> their, their names are written in the book. Um, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. That's another thing that I noticed about this. When Michael stands up, that's when the you know the dead rise. Mm. And so Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Um yeah, I like this idea. Um, if you've ever watched American football, and I know I, I started watching American football back in the mid-'80s. My brother really got into it. Um, but in an American football game, at the, at the end, there's a two-minute warning. So they sound a siren, they stop the game, they say, OK, guys, if you're going to do anything, you've got two minutes left. And if you look at the grand scheme of things from a biblical chronological perspective, from 1798 to now, it's like a two-minute warning. In other words, if you're going to do anything for God, now's the time. If you're going to do anything on the field of action to win the game, now's the time. And so this is why I believe that we should be uh, urgent about being involved in mission uh, activity because there are people who don't know Jesus. There are people who are not connected to Christ, people who don't know that without God, we have no hope. Without God, we have no life. And so... Um, now is the time to be engaged in that. And um, finally, one of the lessons from this chapter is wisdom comes from the Lord. You know, we've been talking about Daniel and the God of wisdom, and uh, it says, the wicked will not understand, but the wise shall understand. Mm. And so I think part of that has to do not with what's in the brain, but what's in the heart. Do I want to know the will of God? Um, You know, sometimes we'll talk about... uh, the secrets of success. And what is success? You know, is success being really rich? Is it, you know, being famous? Is it having lots of power? Is it having lots of property? What does it mean to be successful? And biblically, what it means to be successful is to know the will of God and to do it. That's what success is. Biblically, Mm. find out what is the will of God and do that. If you're walking in the will of God, you're a success story as far as God's concerned. And at the end of the day, um, what profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Mm. And so we, uh, we want to connect with God. Wisdom comes from the Lord. Let's go to him for that.
0: We've got uh, some principles of prophetic interpretation, but just before we do that, um, some people missed out on the book offer today. Uh, we had only three copies to give away. If you've missed out, um, just hang in there. We'll try to get in touch with you and see whether we can get you a copy of that book. So
1: yeah.
0: don't uh, give up hope. No, <laughs>
1: indeed. Let me just run through some of the things we've learned in the book of Daniel in regards to principles of prophetic interpretation. Uh, number one, prophecy is written in signs and symbols. Okay, So we need to recognize that when we look at a lion and a bear and a leopard and so forth, they're not actually lions and leopards and bears. They are symbolic of something else. And so that's important to note that they are written in, in symbols. The second point is very important. The Bible is its own interpreter. So if I want to know what the symbols of the Bible are, I have to look in the Bible for those symbols. You know, So if I want to know who the dragon is, The Bible tells me it's Satan. I can't take that outside of the Bible and try and apply something else to it. Um, Thirdly, there's a pattern of repeat and enlarge. We see this very often in the Bible where God gives us information and then he gives us an enlargement of that. The day for a year principle that in Bible prophecy, a day represents a year is an important one. Historicism, that is that from the time of the writer to the end of time, that's how the prophecy is unfolded and progressed. And um, also we note that we progress from the simple to the more complex, Mm. and we find that in other areas of life. So those principles we think are helpful to try and understand the books of Daniel and Revelation.
0: Well, that's uh, been a great series. And uh, we've had some feedback from uh, a number of people and they've really enjoyed uh, the series and liked the way that we've presented it and, you know, calm and simple manner. Well, there's lots so, more to learn, that's for sure. There certainly is. There's <laughs> always more to learn. And even though we may have covered a lot of stuff here, there's still more to learn. So mm. we do encourage you to read the books that you've received and uh, read the Bible and uh, talk to people in, in your local church uh, about some of these sort of things. Go and see a pastor. If you've got further questions, text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Next week Peter will be starting a new short series um, called A Light in the Dark and uh, the topic of next week is Behind the Mask. Join us tomorrow again with Daniel Mateo on Facets of Faith and the title of his program is The People. Do uh, have a great day wherever you are today. We just uh, pray that God is with you and uh, you feel his blessings today. This is Same God by Hannah
4: The same God who makes the planet spin Tells the tide when it should rise Put the color in my eyes The same God who makes the seasons change Knows the number of the stars Every secret in my heart Grace and empathy You know how it feels to cry Cause you lived a human life You're not afraid of anything Even darkness is a light There's no reason I should hide all